I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of Him. If you see any brother or sister commit a sin that does not lead to death, you should pray, and God will give them life. I refer to those whose sin does not lead to death. There is a sin that leads to death. I am not saying that you should pray about that. All wrongdoing is sin, and there is sin that does not lead to death. We know that anyone born of God does not continue to sin, the one who was born of God keeps them safe, and the evil one cannot harm them. We know that we are children of God, and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. We know also that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding, so that we may know Him who is true. And we are in Him who is true by being in His Son Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. Dear children, keep yourselves from idols. New International Version. In a world of constant change, the need for people to experience meaning and stability in their lives is more pronounced than ever. COVID-19 currently grips the world in a terrible reality of disease, death, and disruption. Just when we think there might be a light at the end of the tunnel, new strains of the virus arise. Meanwhile, life goes on with all its typical changes, losses, and devastating natural disasters. There are people wondering if they will have a job tomorrow, or if they will ever get called back to one. Many parents are anxious about what kind of world their kids will have when they become adults. Others feel adrift in a fast-paced society, blooded with so much news and information that they have little sense of what is real or true. Discouragement and or depression may seem to never end. Whenever there are uncertainties all around us, it's necessary to return to the knowable, to hang our hat on some solid bedrock certainties we are convinced are always there. That's why the Apostle John wrote his letter, to remind the church of the known and the knowable. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. If we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of Him. We know that anyone born of God does not continue to sin. We know that we are children of God. We know also that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding, so that we may know Him who is true. In English, we have only one word for no. Yet, in the ancient Greek of the New Testament there are two different words for no. Throughout today's lesson, the Apostle consistently uses one of those words, then shifts to another at the end. All of the no's John used refer to an objective knowledge, an information-based understanding which anyone could discover, learn, or know. Then, the Apostle switched to a different word at the end, to know him, Christ, who is true. That particular word has to do with a subjective or experiential knowledge. In other words, it is an inner witness and knowing of objective knowledge. In American society, we frame the distinction between the two words by saying we need to know something in our heart, subjective knowledge, and not only in our head, objective knowledge. Cerebral understanding, combined with heartfelt experience, results in a new confidence in prayer, a new attitude toward the world, and a new awareness of God. These are the impact of knowing Jesus Christ, and Him crucified, risen, ascended, and coming again. Knowing God takes both the head and the heart. Only being concerned for sound doctrine creates theological eggheads who dispassionately connect with God and others as if they were merely brains on a stick figure. Conversely, only being concerned for how religion makes us feel causes a kind of spiritual schizophrenia which is unstable and constantly seeks for a new or better experience in worship. Love and obedience are the sacred pathways to personal and corporate knowledge and peace. Whenever the supreme ethic of love takes place in the believer's life, through receiving it from God and giving it to others, it brings a sense of divine assurance in a sea of worldly uncertainty. Security in God will always outdo the insecurities of life. Loving God, I know that you listen to me. 
I pray your love and assurance will fill me to such a place that I have peace amidst the vicissitudes of this life. May I rest in Jesus Christ through the work of your Holy Spirit. Amen.